Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. One of the things that I love the most about doing the Missouri Valley podcast is I get to hang out with my friends uh, here. And Chad Killinger is certainly one of those Indiana State's head coach. Chad, it's been so fun to get to know you a little bit more through this. Um, how's it going, man? Like, here we are getting ready for the holiday season. Yeah. This is an interesting time for coaches. Uh, what are you con- concentrating on? Uh, well, we got one more game, you know. Um, we go to Purdue on Wednesday, so obviously that's a, a tough task um, in itself. But uh, just trying to keep the team focused through finals, um, I think, is really important. I thought, um, you know, our schedule in general, I think, has prepared us for conference play. Um, we've seen a lot of different styles of play. We've we've traveled a lot. Um, you know, we, we've only had three home games um, out of our 10 non-conference that we're playing. Two were, two were neutral courts. We kind of gave up two home opportunities to be able to go play in Puerto Rico. Um, but uh, at the same time, you know, that was a nice trip, but uh, been nice to have a couple more home games, uh, especially with, you know, our last two non-conference games are on the road. And then uh, we open up conference play with five of seven on the road. So, um, you know, going to be a while before we get back in the Holman center, but uh, you know, at the same time, I think, um, you know, we're up for that challenge. And, and uh, for us, it's all about, you know, getting through, um, conference play and then getting to the tournament and see what we can do once we get to the tournament. Yeah, um, it's a process and there's a vision that is required with a young team trying to figure out, you know, what's the next step. You might take two steps forward, one step back. I hate to use a cliche, but it feels like this is the time of year where the most growth can happen with your team. How do you feel about, you know, where you are and and what you have your sights on? Yeah, obviously, uh... Yeah, a little disappointed with our record just from the standpoint of, um, you know, we have a two-point loss, a, a, a three-point loss last night, and a five-point loss. I mean, you're talking five possessions from being seven and two with a team that, you know, of our top nine, we're playing five kids that are freshmen and sophomores. Um, and two of those two of those sophomores are kids that were transfers, um, you know, from a little bit higher level, but uh, didn't play much where they were at. And so real, realistically, those kids are freshmen. So, um, you know, that's been been tough just in terms of um, getting those kids to to play together. Um, but I feel like the last two weeks, I felt we really took some some strides forward. Um, you know, last night was disappointing, you know, just in terms of being so close to being able to win a game um, where we're a we're a 74 percent free throw shooting team going into that game. We missed 12 free throws um, in the three point game um, We have 27 turnovers. Um, and have a chance, you know, at the end to win that game. So um, I think that speaks uh, volumes about our talent level um, and then also our, our ability to, to just not give up. Um, you know, we were down 16 to Northern Illinois, down in Puerto Rico, and came back and took a four-point lead in that game. Um, just didn't get out and challenged a couple shooters there late, and they made some threes, and, and that hurt us. So I think for us in terms of growth, I think we've, we've seen growth. Um, kind of like you said, two steps forward, one step back. I thought yesterday was uh, probably a slight step backwards. Um, but I think one thing that I'm I'm trying to do is find a way to get a few more kids into the rotation, just uh, from a rest standpoint. Um, you know, it, it was nice because we did we did have uh, you know we went to Central Michigan on a Saturday and we didn't play Southeast Missouri until the following Sunday, and then we didn't play. Um, 
Ohio until the following Sunday. So we had some time to get some practice in there and, and really work on some things. And it was great to have our practice guys there. They, they did a really good job of challenging the young women in our program. And I thought that helped us. Um, but I think it's, you know, this whole conference season is going to be about still about growth for us. I mean, in my opinion, um, this is truly like year one for us because this is a roster that we've recruited. There's only one player that's a holdover from before. Um, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be aches and pains. There's going to be uh, roller coasters and, and everything else. And just trying to get that consistency and help those freshmen and sophomores continue to develop. You've had to play a certain way since you've been there. It's been very much defensive oriented, pounded inside, get to the free throw line. Um, it seems to me that, like you said, year one, got more balance, more shooters, got more playmakers, more decision makers on the floor than than just giving them one or two options. You actually have players that can go a little deeper into the second, even a third level uh, of, of attacking a defense. Um, when you start breaking it down and looking at it like that and you reference the the schedule, you know, to me, the Valley overall, the the league, it's it. there's a perception because there haven't been as many non-conference wins that the league typically gets that the league could be down. I think the exact opposite. I feel like the league is at another level just because the challenging uh, part of what you've taken on with your schedule, traveling like you have, putting this team in situations and looking at, you know, teams that would be considered the top half and teams that would be in the middle. Okay, this is going to be uh, a yeah. really interesting league. Like looking forward, you have to be so optimistic about what where you are. Yeah, and I think uh, we were just talking about um, that this morning with, as a staff. I was like, you know, I truly believe we have um, what we need to be able, <clears throat> excuse me, to finish in that top half of the league. Um, it's there's no nights off, obviously, and and I think. Since we've been here and and some other coaching changes have happened within the league, I think it's just made the league stronger. Um, you know, the bottom, you know, whatever you want to say, bottom third uh, is fully capable of winning night in, night out, um, and making things difficult for those teams that that are they're at a, you know maybe the top third. Um, you know, but but you have to show up. I mean, that's that's a big thing, and and it's these days there's a lot of distractions for these uh, young women in terms of uh, social media and nil deals and things. Everybody's got a lot of stuff going on, so really trying to keep them focused um, on the game and just doing some of the simple things I think will be important moving forward. But um, you know, I'm excited because, like I said, I I, I feel like we have the talent. Um, you know, we we have not been shooting the ball well, and that's. You know, I take the blame for that because it's just, um, you know, I'm still a little defensive minded. Oh, <laughs> even, come on, you know, man. We got we got to spin uh, that around, buddy. Well, right. and and we're capable of scoring. That's, the, you know, that's the thing. Yeah. But we just haven't been shooting the ball well. Um, you know, and there's games where I'm like, guys, we scored, you know, we had 70, but we could have had 100, you know, uh, because we're, we're not executing some things around the rim or we're not quite finishing or whatever it may be, turning the ball over too much. I mean, that's one of our biggest things. But uh, but I think, um, you know, we do a lot more things offensively than we have just because we have more kids that can score. Uh, exactly. you know, we went through a stretch where we had, um, you know, four kids in double figures. I think it was like four out of five games or, or something like that. And so we're, we're capable of, of scoring. Um, you know, we got to move the ball and, and, and keep defenses honest. But I think we're, I think we're more difficult to guard now um than we have been in previous years it's not like we have that one kid that's gonna we need to get 18 to 25 for us to win I mean it's there's three or four kids out there that can get double figures every night and um it's been exciting to see that and kind of see that offensive scheme kind of come to fruition but um you know obviously there's still a lot of steps forward that we need to be taking I think that's true about the 
women's game this year right now anyway uh more balance um more 15 to 10 to 9 yeah. you know even even south carolina who's the number one team has nine players that are between uh, nine and 15 i believe it is that that's yeah. how good they are in balance they are offensively so there there's a lot to be said we're, about having that kind of balance all right yeah, we're not quite there yet <laughs> well who, who is right i mean even ucla and and yeah. uh, nc state are like that they, right. they have, well it's amazing that you can get that many kids to buy into that exactly um, that's what you need to do um and we're we're still working on on some of that just in terms of um, maybe kids understand. I don't want to say understanding the role, but understanding where they can be effective um, and really like truly playing to their strengths from an offensive standpoint. So I think that's um, one area that as we continue to to evolve um, throughout the year that I'm excited to kind of see where that leads. Chad, you know, most coaches are creatures of habit, right? So they have a certain way, style, they do things. But I also know that you're a great student and you're a great study and that you must have done something this offseason that challenged your offensive side of what you wanted to do because of the talent you had coming in. What, what did you do that was different this year to get ready? Um, well, one thing we, we're doing a little more of is um, we're kind of running a little more Princeton offensive schemes um what we call wave uh kind of that wave action and uh bringing our five up to the high post and and playing off of that um we've got guards that we feel like we can post up against smaller guards we've got um forwards that we feel like can play off the dribble a little bit more so i think for us kind of i don't want to say getting out of the triangle offensive stuff but but um doing doing some more things and adding some twists to uh, some of the things that we were doing before to just put kids in different spots. Um, and even within the triangle, it's like you may put a guard in that pinch post spot versus that always being a forward. And so we've, uh, you know, just looked at a lot of different ways to to use the kids that we have and, and ways that uh, they can play to their strengths and put them in a position to be successful. I think that's the, probably my biggest, um, I, I don't know, thing that I concentrate on offense with is trying to put, uh, people in a position to be successful. And so as you're doing that, you don't want to put, a, you know, somebody that's not used to handing the handling the ball or maybe isn't comfortable handling the ball. Um, you're not having them dribble it up against the press, right? You know, right. <laughs> you know, that's a simple way of saying it, but, uh, but really just trying to put kids in a position to be, to be successful. And, and, uh, you know, one kid I've been really proud of so far, Maya Glanton has, has, uh, has really stepped up. Um, has been scoring for us and, and, uh, been consistent, been a leader, has really used her voice and, and, uh, you know, it's exciting to see, uh, that she's a kid that, you know, when we got here, had some people tell me that she, she probably shouldn't be at this level. Maybe, maybe wasn't good enough to play here. Um, and that kid has started every game since we've been here, except for one. And that was, I, I don't even remember which game it was. Um, it may have been Belmont. Um, but I didn't like her, our matchup with her out there to start the game with who they had. And so we went bigger. Um, and that was the only game she hasn't, hasn't started. You know, Maya would be a friend of the podcast for sure, because we've had a chance to exchange conversation with her on, on multiple platforms through yeah. our time in the Valley. Um, uh, let's, um, let's say this, uh, I think that what you're talking about inside the women's game, particularly this year, it feels like there's more situational offense inside possessions. There's more situations, you know, because of the four quarters, obviously, but yeah. um, being able to move the pieces around and um, 
Mike Neighbors, a, a good buddy, uh, always says we don't play chess. We we don't have the same pieces. So anybody that says we're playing chess is wrong. We're not doing that in basketball, which makes a lot of sense, right? right. So yes. um, having said that, um, that is to me the most challenging part for coaches in their preparation is we know they're going to switch one through four, or we know in this particular action if we get bigs and littles and we can do this and that. I think the 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 collective IQ of the women's game to me has taken a significant jump, and maybe it's to the point we talked about before: more balance, more teams don't need that. You know, not everyone has a Caitlin Clark, right? right. But um, there's a lot to be said about how good Caitlin is and the balance that she has and the way they do it, but also the way that South Carolina, UCLA, NC State are doing it. Um, with your team, I'm I'm thinking you're doing it the South Carolina, UCLA, NC State way. Yeah, I mean it's it's um, they're still play obviously designs and and actions that we run. Um, it's funny because sometimes you know you don't call that distinct action that you want them to run. You're kind of just wanting them to run that offense and and see what they create out of it create out of it themselves and and um, Sometimes we, you get stuck uh, because they get used to me calling what that action needs to be. And so maybe we lose a possession there. And so that's something that I'm, you know, really breaking down and analyzing just in terms of maximizing our possessions. But, uh, you know, we've, we've got a lot of kids that can do a lot of really good things. And, um, you know, a couple of our younger kids uh, that aren't getting minutes right now. I mean, I'm excited to see, you know, where they're going to be, especially as this year goes on. And then, you know, as they continue to develop here, I think they've got a chance to be really good. And, um, you know, Kylie Bess has been been uh, a kid that's come in and and really um, shown a lot of maturity, been aggressive from an offensive standpoint. Um, she was a kid that a lot of people kind of labeled her as, well, she's a shooter, she's a shooter. Um, and she shoots the ball well, but she's getting to the rim. She's doing things that I don't think people necessarily expected her to do. And so, um there's a lot of pieces, uh, and and I agree with Coach Neighbors. It's definitely definitely not chess, um, <laughs> but uh, but you but you really work to find a way, um, like I said, to maximize your possessions against different teams because, like you said, everybody's defensive schemes are a little bit different, uh, you know, and it's it's one where we we spend a lot of time. Uh, working on okay, they're going to guard us this way. They they are switching this. This is the read that's going to be there. Um, and then, you know, you have to trust that your 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 players can go out there and execute those things. And um, we, we probably we, I mean, we've got a lot of stuff in offensively already. Um, and we just add little counters to things with with calls and, and all that. But, uh, you know, it's interesting to see kind of the offense uh, for, for every team. Like if you watch a team early on um, in the conference and then you you see them at the end, you see some of those. Uh, counters and things that people start adding because of how people are guarding them and and uh, you know it's fun to catch those and and be able to pick up on those and and uh, as you're going through the scouting scouting process and everything and then and then trying to find ways again for your for your own team to score I think it's so fitting that we have you at Christmas time because I can't imagine how busy your house is it must be just a bustle yeah. of people and and kids and friends and friends of friends and I mean like give us a little breakdown like how many kids yeah. are home? How many presents did you have to buy? Uh, you know, oh, what's going please. on at Christmas? Wow. So we, uh, well, yesterday was our youngest birthday. So I was a little sad we didn't get her a win. She turned eight um, yesterday. And uh, so usually my wife will buy um, 
the main gifts. So she's going to buy and they all get, I don't know, maybe four to five things right. uh, that also Santa Claus is, is going to bring a couple extras on top yes. of those. But, um, but then what I'm bad about is I'll say, give me the, okay, what's the list. And she'll give me the list of what everybody has. And I don't look at costs, you know, cause the older kids, um, our oldest son is engaged now. He and uh, his fiance will be getting married next September. So like what he asked for um, and what our oldest children ask for costs a lot more, obviously, because it's a lot of, <laughs> of electronics, course. you know, electronics and and what have you. Uh, but I skip by the, the price pricing of that. And I want to make sure that everybody has like the same amount of presents to open. Because to me, I don't know why. I don't know if that's just how it was when I was growing. If I was counting presents to see who got how many when I was growing up. Um, but I try to make sure that everybody has within one or two presents. And so I'll go out and buy stuff that they don't didn't ask for, don't need. Um, so I'm responsible for a majority of the clutter in the house, probably because I will go out and and buy four things that, you know, I'll buy some football game um like board game um for for one of them to to have just so they get an extra present to open even it's, though they didn't it's pretty easy to get a little parent guilt around christmas time isn't it because of your yes. busy schedule right yes yes and i and and uh you know we've i've i missed um our our middle son he's uh playing jv basketball and he's he uh, has been playing pretty well but um, I missed his first two games. So I made sure I got to his third game and then missed the tournament for this weekend. And then they actually play um, the evening of our Purdue game. And so we play Purdue at 11. And so as soon as we get done and we get back, I'll be heading uh, to his game. But, uh, and it's, it's, you know, my wife and kids are incredible. They, they understand um, their incredible support system. Uh, for me, it's, 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 um, you know, you're, you're, working extremely hard to try to be as successful as you can be. Um, and you're, you're living your dream. This is all you've want, you know, all I've wanted to do my entire life. And when you get to, you know, you lose a game like we did last night, it's easy to be a little bit down and, and um, you know, but then you wake up the next day and you're like, all right, we got to pre prepare for Purdue. That's next, you know? And so it's just, that's how it is, but to have them and their support is, is always incredible for me. What is on your Christmas wish list for you personally? And then what's on your wish list for your team? Oh, for me personally, um, well, I, I mean, I, my wife asked me what I want for Christmas and I never, I'm like, I don't need anything. So yeah. I'm one of those that like, to me, it's more about the giving um, and seeing other people receive things. And um, I'm one of those that not to, you know, to toot my horn or whatever, but, you know, you go through a drive-through and you pay, pay it forward. You pay for the person behind you. You do some of those little things throughout the year. It doesn't have to be around holiday season, but you try to do those things um, for other people. And then um, for our team is just that they continue to grow um, and they see the value in what we're doing, um, you know, just from the standpoint of playing, um, you know, I, I think we played a, a, fairly tough non-conference schedule mm -hmm. for us in terms of preparing us for conference. Um, you know, obviously going to Missouri, going to Purdue, um, you hope those games have some kind of effect, positive effect in terms of uh, playing that top half of the league, top third of the league. 
Um, but then going on the road and, and playing at Northern Kentucky and Central Michigan and, and Ohio and uh, going down to Puerto Rico and not really knowing what you're what you're going to get when you get down there um, and where your focus is going to be as a team um, and being able to split that trip and everything. I think, um, you know, understanding that it's easy for us to sit and say, well, we're four and five. We could be seven and two, but understanding why we're not and using that that growth um because in, in the league um you know it, it it you have to play well um and sometimes you might you might play a little better and another team might play uh, not up to their standards for whatever reason travel whatever it may be playing the second second game of the you know weekend or whatever it might, might come up to but um just understanding where we're at why we're here and what we're trying to accomplish as we continue to build this program i think is important well, we wish you and your family and your family uh, on campus a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas. And uh, I bet from the oldest to the youngest that it's going to be a lot of joy in your house this week, this uh, this coming up week. So have fun, Chad. And thank you. We'll keep following your success. And uh, we appreciate you being such a great friend of the podcast and, and for being on with us. Thanks for having me. You all have a Merry Christmas.